As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Well, I mean, first, I might have to give, to give Denver you know, credit for, you know, they came in there, they had tremendous adversity that they faced coming into this game. Um, had concern Wednesday, you know, as far as, you know, the way... We've come off some successful weeks, and um, you know the message was don't take the cheese. And and frankly, we were out coached, we were outplayed uh, all the way through. So uh, this is the first time I felt clearly our energy di- didn't exceed our opponent, and and, and that's and that's disappointing. Um, but you know they came in aggressively. Uh, if you look at the way their defense played us uh, from the start, you know they challenged our receivers, they challenged the box. Uh, you know they were they're clearly we're going to take away the run and uh, right you know put it on the passing game and um, you know we we didn't respond to that. Um, their, their their run offense uh, was was significant, particularly yards after contact. So uh, these are these are basics um, things that felt like we were improving on. You know they're. Um, I, you know, just sitting there, you know, before I came in here, just, you know, why, 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 why does that happen to your team? Um, you know, that, that, those are things that, you know, you're always, you know, focused on. But, uh, you know, I, maybe I've overcoached the penalties this week, you know, because, you know, we had so many, you know, we all know where our numbers are. But um, we just, we, we just weren't, you know, we weren't the more physical team today. And I, I thought it showed up, and, and I give them a lot of credit. The only thing else I got to say is, How about them, Cowboys? How about them, Cowboys, indeed. Well, that went just about exactly how everyone thought it would. On the show, I think we're 0-4 for our picks last week, but Cowboys dropping to 6-2 with the 30-16 loss against the Denver Broncos, who ran over them on the ground. Cowboys couldn't get much going in the air until the end. We'll talk about all that here on About Them Cowboys. I'm Kent Garrison. Producing and welcoming in the Bash Brothers of Cowboys Podcasting. First, it's from Sports and Such. Set your DVRs accordingly. It's a CW, by the way. It's Kevin KT Turner, also from the Benskin Show, Kevin KT Turner. And the man who is on the scene of the crime. In this case, <laughs> it's uh it's Father John Mishoda. John, welcome in. You felt the wrath of Broncos Nation today. Are you okay? Did they show up in force? I saw a lot of orange. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. It makes it it makes it fun, you know. You wouldn't have heard many of them if it would have been the game that most Cowboys fans thought they were going to play. Uh, it's because the Broncos played 
so well that, uh, you know, their fans uh, were loud and proud, and they should be. That's uh, probably one of the most impressive wins they've probably had in a while, and that's well, that's definitely the worst Cowboys game in the McCarthy era. Um, Dak mentioned 2018 against the Colts when they were on a five-game winning streak, and they went to Indy and just laid an egg, lost 23 to nothing. Um, but yeah, certainly I thought the worst game of the McCarthy era. Was it more of a thing where you just go, all right, well, they had their head in their ass, and they haven't had their head in their ass in, in a game yet this year, so... You know, chalk it up to eh, one of those games or their deeper concerns, John. <laughs> this might sound stupid, but I seriously have no concerns after watching this game at all. Well, it's a bad game. Like, like, I, okay, you know who it's bad for? I put out my predictions earlier this week. You know, uh, I did 15 predictions for the rest of the Cowboys season. Uh, every writer that covers an NFL team had to do it this week for the athletic kind of a midseason thing. And, you know, I, I put them finishing at like 14 and Wait, what did I have? No, 13 and four. So the only people that are upset by this are the people that came back at me and said like, no, they're going like 15 and two or 14 and three. I'm just like, yeah, this is a league of parody. Like, no, they're not. Like, I'm sorry. They're just not. I mean, look across the league. It's not like they're the only ones that had a weird game today where you're like, that. that's what happened there. Um, but anyway, no, I don't think it's that big of a deal. They, they sat there early on and this was a definite KT Turner play with your food first half. And they... Didn't convert on those early fourth and ones, which I loved that they went for. Like there was very clear early on, Mike McCarthy was want, wants them to set the tone. Like, hey, we're trying to we're trying to we're trying to throw you know we're trying to score early and put it on you. So we're we're taking you out of the game right off the bat, and it didn't work, and and it blew up in their face. And Dak was obviously rusty, but yeah, I, I would say the only thing I came away from this game is in a possible long term concern is that. The rush defense, it's certainly not as bad as it was last year. I just don't think it's to the level that we might have thought through the first five or six games had like it had automatically been fixed. It still can be an issue. You're not going to win games against good teams with just this defense playing well. This is clearly a team that has to play well offensively so the defense can then complement it because the defense looked okay early on. But then when it looked like they weren't getting any, the, the Cowboys offense wasn't going to get any scores, that's when the defense kind of started getting trucked. But even from that standpoint, I wouldn't read too much into that either because you're going to get back Tank Lawrence, who that's his strength. You're eventually going to get back Neville Gallimore. Like you have guys on the way and I don't hate their linebacker crew. Like I think their linebacker crew with Keanu Neal and Leighton Vanderish and Michael Parsons, like, yeah, everyone's going to have bad plays. But for the most part, I think they're pretty strong. Their safeties are pretty strong. Like, I, I don't see it as a major concern, but that's the one area where I was like, yeah, I've seen games like this too many last year where, you know, opponents just started running all over them. And then the other part why it was concerning was just the fact that like, and most people aren't going to know this or even care, but like that was a real banged up Denver offensive line. So for them to be doing that damage, it's not like, I mean, their running backs are solid, but they're not like that to be running for almost 200 on yeah. you. And that offensive line was real banged up. Coming in, not having Garrett Bowles, losing Glasgow uh, right before halftime to a pretty look like a pretty serious injury where he got car- carted off. Like that was a, I think two starter, two of their normal starters on their offensive line. They should not have been running the ball like that uh, w- with ease. But yeah, they're just offensively, there's just too many drops, plays that I'm, I'm sorry, you're just not going to see very often from CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper in the same game. Plus, you're getting a Michael Gallup back next week. Like, I don't know. It's embarrassing of a loss, like I said, as 
any that I've seen in the last two years, which is saying a lot with how embarrassing some of the losses were last year. But it also, I think, can be a good thing because it's a wake-up call that you're not too good to beat anybody. If you can yeah. loon, if you can lose at noon at your place against that Broncos team that just traded Von Miller a few days ago, you can lose to anybody. Don't don't come in ever ever too high thinking that you're just going to walk in, show up, get the win, and leave. Like you gotta you gotta bring your helmet too, you know. And uh, and so this could be a good learning experience. Yeah, the fourth and one was on the Denver thirty-eight. It's malpractice if you kick the field goal or you punt right. in the first quarter on the first drive of the game. You're going for it. The fourth and two on the second drive. Um, which, by the way, the, the score was still nothing to nothing at that point, right? So you're still like, who cares? Fourth and two, and you're on the Denver 20. I got no problem with this offense going for it because generally this offense is going to, they're going to get it. I would say they're going to get that over 50% of the time on fourth and short. So I had no problem with any of that. That was the concern, though, was the run defense because uh, I guess maybe it's just memories of the past and things like that. We know this team's a little different. What I noticed, too, is a couple things. Denver's running backs, first of all, Melvin Gordon at this point in his career is more of a truck than a shifty guy. And Javante Williams is a bull. I mean, that guy, those guys are guys who run hard now uh, and, and run downhill. And they were not really exec- or not really trying to execute a lot of runs right down the middle. They were kind of running at the edges a little bit. So you're mm-hmm. seeing Chauncey Golston be forced to like help hold the edge. Randy Gregory be forced to hold the edge a little bit and things like that. When they ran out the middle, I thought actually Dallas did a pretty good job early on. I think Oso was in the backfield a ton, you know, and things like that. But once they started running those stretch plays and things like that and getting it outside, that's where it became a little more concerning and things like that. And then you kind of remember Chauncey Golston's a little inexperienced. So a couple times it was very clear he was getting pushed out and having trouble or getting walked. One time he got washed underneath and it was like, okay, well, you got to hold the edge there, dude. But like, other than that, I didn't really have any problems Denver came out and played better than uh, than the Cowboys by a lot. Um, uh, let me, I'll bring up one that's thing. That's very clear, but I don't, I don't know. Like when it's thirteen nothing, uh, I was still kind of like, uh, so when are we going to flip the switch here? And it became very evident that this team really didn't have the ability to flip the switch on today for whatever reason. And I think the quarterback wasn't great today. Obviously, the quarterback was not good at all. I don't know if mobility was an issue or not. I hope it wasn't. I hope he was good to go. I guess I do want to throw this out there, John. I know you had a lot here, but this was the one that killed me more than anything. It's 19 to nothing. There's still 25, maybe it's 23 to 25 minutes left in the game. This is mid-third quarter here. It's 19 to nothing. It's fourth and six, and you're going for a punt. Meanwhile, when it's 30 to nothing, your quarterback is still in the game. Yeah. And Zeke is still in the game, who was hurt earlier in the game. Why are we trying at 30 to nothing when we weren't trying at 19 to nothing? That's yeah. That was maddening to me. Yeah. I didn't really like that Dak being out there for those last two possessions. I know that I'll, I'll, I'll even, I can handle the argument that some will make that, well, they didn't want to have the shutout. So whatever. Okay. I can at least we'll listen to that one. I guess, I guess I can listen. I still don't agree with that, but I'll listen to it. I'll, I'll hear the, the, the last drive is, is silliness to me. Like it makes already no banged up. He was already limping. And then he's taking hits too. It's not, it's, yeah. it's one thing if he was just back there and was like, it's not there, going to throw it away or whatever. And yeah, I just, and, and this isn't, this shouldn't be left up to Dak. This should be a coaching, like, no, you're coming yes. out. We're not risking any injury over some g- meaningless game that's already over. I didn't, I did not love that at all. That, that was probably, I will say, the only thing that made the game interesting down the stretch is that you, it made you like kind of look around and go, what, what, what are you guys doing? This, this, Why? what, 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 what? Yeah. 
like to, and Dak said after the game was to like to build some momentum to go into the next game. Like, okay, okay. First that of all, let me, me let me let me let me no. let me let me just throw in a couple things here, real quick. This is the National Football League. Like, I don't believe in momentum from next game game's to game. not tomorrow, did, guys. Did you yeah. see any momentum off that Vikings game here? Uh, let me let me think of some <laughs> other things. Uh, the whole like they didn't play well in practice last week. That was a, that was a popular topic after the game. I mentioned it in my story off the game. I, that doesn't matter. I'm serious. Like, yeah, do you want to be practicing poorly all the time? No, of course not. You want to have good practices. But teams have bad practices, play awesome. Teams have great practices, play like shit. It's like, that stuff's so overrated. Another one, and my, probably my favorite of them all. Oh, they need to get into the locker room and make halftime adjustment. If you're in the NFL, like, this might that might work for your local high school team. If you're in the NFL and you're not making adjustments on every series, you're probably getting your doors blown off. Like, there's no these great halftime adjustments. Like, they sound good in old-fashioned stories. That's not what... Mike McCarthy does not go in there and go, everybody just grab a knee. Give me the dry erase <laughs> board, Bucky. I'm about to draw this up. Like, that's not what goes on. That's just not what happens. So... Uh, I, it sounds good and things like that, but there's just there's some myths that I just feel like they they get a little a little blown out of proportion now. Because let, hey, here's I'll give you a perfect example. They said they didn't practice the week before the, the Vikings game. They won that game, you know, like the whole like practicing during the week. Like, and the other part of it is too is because it's not like these guys are like, yeah, they practice, but they're not like killing each other in practice. You know, I will say. Yeah. One possible thing here, and when I say killing each other, I mean like kind of like what you would think of as a prototypical like 60s, 70s NFL practice where, you know, guys are really like, you know, laying the wood. They're not, I mean, they're not really doing that, you know. I mean, obviously they're they're competing, but let, let's be honest. it's they're, they're trying to be as healthy as possible when Sunday comes. But one thing, though, that I thought was very interesting that Mike McCarthy brought up in the post game that I will say could have had an impact on this is he said, maybe I got on the guys a little too much about the penalties. Because what? When, you, when you put that together with how it was very clear Denver was the more physical team. Yes. You know what? Go ahead and get your penalties. I want my team to be physical. So if it means getting a couple extra penalties, I'll live with them. I want my team to have an edge. So if it means a couple extra here or there, hey, that was stupid. Let's, let's try and be smart. But hey, you're playing with aggression. I'm gonna live with those. I'm not trying to coach that out of guys. And when I say that, I mean on defense. Yeah, you know they get punched in the face, and that's the first time all year that they really get punched in the face. Uh, you look at the Tampa right. Bay game; that was all through the air. This was we can't do anything. We cannot stop you. You are going to run over us. There's nothing we can do, and that was frustrating. That was a. I mean, that sucks the life out of it. And that's honestly the game plan to beating the Cowboys with his, with their offense, get a stop here and there early, get some sort of a lead and find a way to keep the ball out of the offense's hands. And then the offense, I do believe in series to series momentum and play to play momentum. I believe in that, not game to game momentum. Right. And you, when you can't start connecting uh, plays and start moving the chains and converting drives and things like that. Yeah. That becomes an issue. Uh, this reminded me very Wait, much of KT, that. KT, hold on. You don't think that, uh, four and five yard touchdown passes to Malik Turner are going to build next week. See, that's, when Michael Gallup's out there with CD Lamb and Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson and no Malik Turner. Wait, is that so what you're trying to I, I, tell me? I'm going to go off this off his attitude on hard knocks. Okay, about not wanting to sit out, not wanting to take fewer reps in practice. 
And then I'll talk about, and then Dak, just what I think I know about Dak, always wants to play, doesn't want to miss a practice, doesn't want to miss a rep. Well, at some point, I'm now questioning your decision making if if he was fighting to stay in the game. The, at the end of the day, that's the head coach's call, and he needs to make that call. But if Dak is forcing himself to stay in the game in those series, that's bad, and that needs to be controlled now. That needs to happen now. McCarthy yeah. needs to shut that shit down now because that can't happen. Because, dude, he got sacked one time. I don't know how many times he got hit in those last two drives. It didn't matter. One time he got sacked. And all it takes is one roll up and then your season's over. So don't do that. Like, it's not what hard. What about the one two-point conversion? I mean, dude, I was watching the Rams and uh, I was watching the Rams and Titans earlier. And Matthew Stafford just took a big hit in the middle of the field. And I was like, well, if you would slide, then you guys could probably protect the one seed right now. Right. Uh, now they're fine. Uh, and I don't know that game's happening as uh, as we talk right now. Uh, it does appear like it could be a, end up being a good day conference standings-wise for the Cowboys because the Packers lost. The Cardinals got a win behind Colt McCoy. And then, uh, obviously, the Bucks were off. And then you've got uh, the Rams are losing to the Titans the last I saw. And we'll, we'll cover yeah, that a little 20, later in the week. 21 to 3 with eight and a half minutes to go in the third. So they're in trouble. As we record, as you listen to this, you'll know what happened. Uh, but later in the week, you know, we'll talk about all that stuff. We're getting ready for the Falcons. I, I don't even know. Like when you start adding in, I guess the the one play is the Amari Cooper drop at the middle of the field. Because one thing about having a good offense is even when it does get to be nineteen to nothing, you do start believing that things are attainable. And part of that's maybe that you're playing a Broncos team that none of us really think is that great. And I still don't think the Broncos team is that great. Um, but like you start around, oh, 19? Oh, yeah, we, we get 19. I've seen this offense put up some quick points. We've seen it. And then Amari Cooper drops that one in the middle of the field. And I was like, okay. Okay, yeah, that's the that For me, that was like the end of it. It's over. That was the <laughs> shut it down moment. Let's call yeah. off the dogs. Let's rest up. Hey, hey we're going to th- rest for a quarter. I'll go with the old block punt that you give it right back to the other team. That was when I was like, you okay. know what? Probably not. Probably this one. This one's probably not going to be the day. Probably not going to be. Thanks for coming I'm, out, Undertaker. I'm torn on that one between stupid rule or the ball is in your hands, Nashawn Wright. Grab it. Yeah. Uh, but I also don't want to like have that hanging over his head for his entire career. He's dealing with enough after he got drafted and nobody knew who he was. Um, so, but, but. That's just tough luck. Like, I know there's a lot of people, I don't know, I'm sure you saw a lot of people on, on social media and stuff were like, stupid rule, get out here. And I was like, man, I don't know. It's a weird thing to be outraged about because that doesn't happen enough to be outraged. Right. Like, that play never happens. That play doesn't, the competition committee hasn't discussed something like that in years. I think to your play point, never happens. I think to your point, though, it's because I think a lot of people, myself included, felt like they get the ball right there, they score, they're right back in the game. Yeah, they're still down a decent amount, but you know, touchdown, two-point conversion, like it's a it's a ball game if they score right there. Uh but because then they give the ball up and then they're giving up first down too, they don't even get off the field. Uh yeah, that one, that that little possession, that little sequence right there. That's the one where I was really feeling like, you know what? This Broncos team's not very good, but I think they're going to come out of here with a W. It's so weird. I mean, the Cowboys, despite what we know about what happened in that game, the Cowboys rushed for more yards per carry than the Broncos did. Cowboys had 4.9 yards per carry. The Broncos had 4.6 yards per carry. The difference is, well, the Broncos 
ran it 41 times today for 190 yards. And uh, the Cowboys obviously weren't running it much because they were behind pretty much the entire game. So it was trying to try to wing it. I, I don't know. I mean, for me, I, I, as I watched it happen, you're frustrated and you you ask yourself questions like, were they not prepared? I don't know, man. Were they prepared? Like, I don't know how practice was this week. I, were they not prepared? I don't know. I mean, probably just as prepared. It is that time of the year, I think, in November. And you had a bye week a couple weeks ago. But maybe that's that time where the weeks are getting a little monotonous. And you have all this film that you've seen and you're continuing to grind it out. And maybe it's just kind of become a little bit of a beating. And then before you start sniffing the playoffs and Thanksgiving changes kind of the demeanor of everything. So in my head, I was just trying to rationalize everything that happened. When in the end, you kind of just got punched in the mouth by a team who wanted it more today. And that sounds generic, but you didn't play good. And then we've seen you play too good to, to think that it's some uh, so that it's some thing that's going to gonna stick. It might sound weird to say this, but I really do think if Von Miller and Bradley Chubb are playing in that game, I think the Cowboys win. I think because, well, obviously Bradley Chubb's on IR, but when they traded Von Miller, it just reminded me of the trade deadline in baseball where it's like, it's a clear signal to everybody in the league and on your team, we're not competing for anything. That's why we're selling right now. And I think the Cowboys kind of looked at it too, like, oh yeah, this team, they're going to come out. Let's try and get on them early so we can kind of, uh, you know, get yeah. out of here and enjoy the rest of the day. Well, that's, I think that's, that's the most concerning part to me is that, you know, coming into this game, we all predicted wins. Uh, you know, they were they were the favorite, and they should have been. This is the ga- this is the type of game where Dallas should have come and just stepped on the throat, and it never even should have been. <laughs> Denver never should have been in this game. So, I mean, that's what's the most concerning is that Dallas was never even in this game. So, let's say they're uh, seated in the playoffs with you know they're the one seed and they're playing the eight seed or whatever it is, or um, you know the seven seed or something like that. You think they're not going to get up for that? You know, they had to play down to the level of their competition. Yeah. That's concerning. You need this. If this team is what we think it is or what we want it to be this season, they need to take care of business every Sunday, no matter who it is, especially against teams like Denver. But there's a lot of key young guys that play key parts on this team that I think this will be a wake up call for. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, Micah Parsons played well. Uh, Trayvon Diggs did not. I mean, there's something there. There is something there about Trayvon Diggs where he makes the big plays, but he'll also give up some, and that's where. Yeah, it, yeah and, and I don't think I don't think opposing quarterbacks are as hesitant to throw his way as they are, let's say, a Jalen Ramsey, uh, because yeah, there's a chance that he can pick it off, but there's also a chance he can give up a play. He's he was the first to admit after the game he did not play well today. I mean, he was he was a big contributor early on, where you were like, oh, that doesn't look good, uh, especially because. Again, like nothing against Teddy, Brid- Teddy Bridgewater. He's he's a solid quarterback, but he's not a guy you expect to kind of pick you apart there, you know? Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Everything that happens is on your offense. And, and yeah, for sure. I, I go to the fourth and one, which again, I think everyone on the show fully supports them going for it on fourth down the first two plays. Oh, the first yeah. one, I felt like that was a play that you check out of. But, you know, we also pay Zeke to go get a yard in tough situations and just didn't happen. Okay, we well, think so. I connect. It reminded me of a game, is I think it was the game in week one. And I think everyone, it was the Saints when they murdered, I'm sorry I'm mentioning the Packers, but the Saints murdered the Packers 38-3, to and the game was over in the second quarter, and the Packers couldn't even get a first down, and they had punted it off every time, and then they went for it on a fourth down one time, and it was shut down. And for you, like, well, we never had the ball, so what could we do if we didn't have the ball? We couldn't do anything. And to me, that's on your offense. The, the Cowboys are aligned to win with their offense. Their play style is to win with their offense. Their defensive play style is to see what we can do, try to get you the ball back. Um, yeah, we can get a sack here and there. Yeah, we get turnovers here and there. That stuff's not happening, and your offense didn't do anything. You're going to lose. I, it's very much equivalent to what's going to happen with the Mavs. If the Mavericks are going to shoot fourth worst in the league in three-point percentage like they are right now, guess what? They're not going to be very good. Right. That's and not going to happen. Things will go back to the mean, you know? If Luka doesn't have a great game, guess what? The Mavs probably aren't going to win. Yeah. It's kind of... You know, this we found out Dak is human. Uh, KT found out Dantzler yeah, yeah. was human. Now, now Dak is human. It, it, they kind of they they'll ride on the momentum of the quarterback, and Dak didn't have it today, and that's that's fine. It happens. Yeah, the only time you need to be in the really playoffs. no the time the only thing you'd have to be really I would start being concerned about is if they went and played the same way next week against Atlanta. You know, mm-hmm. it's a similar type team. You should beat them. Another noon boring game uh, at AT and T Stadium. I hate noon games. Sorry, I, I, I shouldn't. Why is the roof own, not my, open? What the hell? It's some atmosphere know. in there. Yeah, I just I I hate noon games so much. So I, I think my opinion's bleeding into this. But anyway, yeah, that makes so no sense. They, KT, good. good if point. they if if they come in and, and play this way against the Falcons next week, then you got some serious concerns there. I just really don't think that's going to happen. I think this is I think this is a wake up call at a really good time. Uh, and it's not really going to impact much because, for me personally, I didn't think they were going to get the the one seed anyway in the playoffs. And so, take care of business, go win, you know, thirteen, fourteen games, and 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 be happy that you had this moment that you can look back on and be like, let's not take any of this stuff for granted because even a bad bad team like that can beat us. Well, good news is their uh, red zone percentage is up. The the uh, the red stripe jinx is on though. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That's funny how that's going to get blamed for this. Well, we're going to blame the <laughs> we're going to blame the troops for this one. That's not blame oh, the red that... stripe. Hey, I like the red stripe. I thought it looked awesome. I yeah. always said they should wear the red stripe all the time since they're America's team. Just embrace the thing. But um, if they're going to wear the red stripe, why wear it on a game like the least viewed game of the year? Literally, like why? Can't it get? Could they not do it on a Sunday night? Maybe something like that. I think it just lined up with their salute to service uh, Sunday game or something. And- Veterans Day is Thursday, so got it. Yeah, 
This is like the week the week before Veterans Day, as when Fox goes to you know Annapolis and does their show there. Uh, Would have been nice if uh, you know more people got to see it. That's all I'm saying. We'll break it out on Thanksgiving Thursday. I'm for that. Hey, no, they're they're actually going to be able to wear the throwbacks next year, right? They're going to be able to use the white helmets again. So that'd be great. Thanksgiving uh, next year will be be the throwbacks. Maybe this year. I don't know. I know they changed the rules. Talk about the ones that were in the ones that were in 07 with the yeah the the 1960s throwbacks, the white helmets with the the blue stars. I'm supposed to be able to wear those again soon, but I know we shall see. It was good to see Michael Parsons get back on track. I don't mention that too. And and Keanu Neal, I thought, um, played pretty well uh, at times. Shot him uh, flash a few times, but it was good to see like Micah Parsons to get back fully on track and have a have a hell of a game. Two and a half sacks. Can't blame the Undertaker either. He's one and zero in that place. So you can he catch the Undertaker on the Ben and Skin Show Tuesday at two thirty five. No way. Seven on the Eagle. Shameless. I am so jealous. Yeah. But he's my favorite favorite wrestler. Good stuff. Um, um, Falcons won today, so that's kind of scary. So they're 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 trending up. They beat the beat the Saints. Obviously, the Saints don't have much going right now. But um, so we got got to look forward to next week the Calvin Ridley-less Falcons. And the Falcons. Uh, around the division, the Giants won today as well. So um, I guess we'll see what that ends up being or what the NFC East ends up being. But got the Falcons. Yeah, Giants over the Raiders. The, the Eagles played the Chargers tough. You know, the, yeah. the Falcons do very much are kind of the D- Denver of the the NFC to me. Um, they're stuck there with a the quarterback, and they know is probably not their future at the position much longer. Um, they're just kind of hanging on there. Not a ton of firepower, but a few names that'll make you go, okay, yeah, Kyle Pitts there. We got to cover him. Right, you know, Denver's got some weapons actually. You, know, you look at what they've done with Sutton and Judy and yeah. uh, obviously Noah Fant didn't play today and they got Albert O and, and Tim Patrick was kind of their big, their big weapon on offense outside of the running game. But yeah, I mean, the Falcons kind of the same type of type of team, the team that kind of feels like they're in purgatory right there. And that's a weird thing to say about a Denver team who's five and four and kind of creeping their way and very much alive in that weird AFC West. But man, I, I, I can't help but think this team is going to, this will go. This will work out positively for the Cowboys. This is not one of those losses right. where it's like, oh no, and it all falls apart. This um, what, this game. We've says, seen teams where that's happened before. This game game says way more about Denver, and that should be the storyline than more of like Dallas blew this. You know, I mean, yeah, Dallas yeah. should have won, but like Vic Fangio put a ga- great game plan together, and Denver might actually have something in the AFC this year. So you know, that's kind of what I, I. Uh, my thesis of the game is um, is a fluke fluke loss for Dallas, but Denver might be better than we thought. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair, and I, and I think also it's a good it's a good emphasis on if, if if McCarthy hasn't been happy with the way they've been practicing and things like that. Well, let's get that straight, you know, and, and let's see you know, what this week is like. Uh, relatively injury free. I know Zeke getting knocked up, uh, knocked up, knocked around. That's a terrible thing to say. Uh, Zeke uh, got knocked around a little bit and, and missed some time, and then they got some unnecessary time late in the game. Other than that, though, nothing crazy. Uh, that it is the old. Uh, if we, if I want to be, well, we should talk about it. Terrence Steele was not good today. Well, um, I think it, I think him, we all know that it's going to be. Once Tyron Smith gets back, 
Uh, it'll probably be Tyron back at left, and then Lyle will stay at right. So yeah, no, I mean, okay, Terrence has all got a little. Again, or are we going to go back to Naseki? Uh, I think I think Terrence will start again. I think they'll just give him a little bit more help there. They feel much better about Terrence's future than I don't know. I think they like Ty Naseki as being a swing tackle and playing a limited number of snaps. I think Terrence Steele will get another game. Um, but yeah, it is that is interesting there. Also, the fact that you know. I'm pretty sure the Cowboys could have put Tyron Smith on a, on a, on the three week IR, like they like they just did with Blake Jarwin with his hip injury. Blake Jarwin, sorry, I couldn't say that. Uh, so that could be a good thing because I was kind of thinking that when Tyron had this ankle thing pop back up again, that was like, ooh, this looks like Tyron might be out for you know maybe the next month or so. But the fact that they didn't put him right away on IR could be a good sign that they think he can come back in the next couple of weeks. Cause that's good because I just, I mean, I don't think that they're going to, I don't think that they can make a super bowl run without having Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins. I, I, I just, I really don't think I that they don't can either. I, 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 without Tyron, I'm not willing to say that yet about Lyle, but that's okay. Yeah, that's fair because without Terrence Tyron, did look pretty good at right. I, but yeah, Tyron is just so valuable at left tackle. And they don't really have anybody else that can play left tackle close to that. Neither does really a lot of other teams. That's why those guys are drafted in the top 10. I see the argument for, yeah, Lyle probably is a better left tackle, but I think the argument the coaches are making is if if, if Tyron's only a few weeks away, we don't want Lyle to be switching around a lot. We want him to get into a groove or eye tackle and just, you know, when yeah, Tyron sure. comes back, just hit the ground running. Well, and one of the teams that you're dealing with and the team that you know, is probably still the popular pick to be the number one seed is the the Buccaneers. And I look at what they did to two teams last year who were dealing with tackle problems. They killed Green Bay in the championship game without Bakhtiari, and they killed the Chiefs in the Super Bowl without Eric Fisher. And they just they just manhandled them. With their, and, and I worry about what would happen there without Tyron. But everything's so con- cohesive and, and easy and – you know, it's just the whole thing where he's not there just makes you a little nervous. But uh, I, w- I would say more ready to have him back for the Kansas City game in two weeks at Kansas City. Kansas City's a mess. Saw them this afternoon. That that seems a mess. That yeah. game does not look that that game does not have the fear factor appeal that it had when the schedules were released. I'll tell you that much. Now, uh, Pat Mahomes did have a big play at the end of the game to close that thing out that might get them back on track or whatever, but. You know, in the end, I, I just kind of, hey, tip your hat. You punched us in the face. Let's uh, get some Band-Aids, cover up uh, all the blood, and uh, hydrate up, get back out there, go get the Falcons. And then before we know it, this game never never happened. One more but- uh, question. John, did you guys get to talk to Kellen Moore today or last Thursday? Uh, we he talks on Mondays, so we'll we will get him uh, tomorrow. We'll but no, tomorrow. not after games. Yeah, I did. I didn't know um, if you'd asked him. Y'all had talked to him about the TCU rumors or anything yet? Oh no, but I'm sure he'll be asked about. That. I mean, I guarantee he'll be asked about that. But um, yeah, and there's plenty of blame for this loss to go on the assistant coaches as well as as great as Dude. Dan Quinn and and Kel Moore have have done this year. Obviously, they're not going to be pleased with this performance. I mean, speaking of the Dan, the Dan Quinn side of things. Something we haven't mentioned yet. This is now two games in a row where they didn't create a single takeaway. And I find it hard to believe they wouldn't have gained some momentum if they would have gotten a takeaway in this game at some point. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they don't get any momentum from it. Maybe they do. But it is, you know, there was a long run there where they were getting at least two per game. And these last two games, they haven't gotten a single takeaway in either of them. 
Cowboys defense is worth nightmare as a team that's just going to pound the rock. They want teams. Oh to come yeah, no throw question. It, throw it. They want a sick, sick you know, Randy Gregory on third down. They want uh, you know Micah and, and Trevon Diggs to be flying around and, and creating plays. And, and, and so how do you nightmare. do that though? How do you do it? Your offense has to score points and get a lead, yep. and then get play ahead. from ahead. And that's when they've yep. been good. Is when they've played from ahead. Yep. And then it, and that's the whole. That's their whole secret when they talk about complementary football. That's how this this Cowboys team plays successful complimentary football is doing that. That's why they need big leads. That's why when they lose the coin toss and like today and Denver defers, you're just kind of like, yeah, that's, that's probably good for the Cowboys. You know, that's just the way that this team's built with the way they've drafted and added some pieces on defense. There could be a, a day in the, in the near future, maybe in a, a year or so where they don't have to rely like that. But this, the way this current team's constructed, even with tank Lawrence, when he comes back, I think that's got to be the recipe. They got to get leads early so teams can't sit there and just keep running the football like that. While while we're on the topic, real quick, from a second ago, I don't want to go too deep into this, but like the the Kellen. By the way, I don't think Kellen spent a lot of time thinking about TCU this week. No, yeah, and it's um it's his agents or his representatives' job to reach out and things like that and right. get some leverage going and things like that. I didn't think it was very interesting though. Like the Texas Tech job was open and uh, the Baylor linebacker coach is maybe interviewing for the tech job, and then Baylor loses to TCU, who was motivated without Gary Patterson there. And then Sonny Dykes, who had interviewed for the Texas Tech job, and SMU loses again as Sonny Dykes has been all in these head coaching. I was like, I wonder how much that really does affect a team if one of their big-time players, and then I started thinking about the NFL, you know, they got their guys like assistants interviewing for jobs in the playoffs. Just find out and interviewing for jobs in the playoffs. I might be a little off base here I know that people will be like oh he was like a I think a linebackers coach or whatever but like the Chiefs have not been the same since Andy Reid's son got that DUI dude I think about that every single day because they do not look they did not look like themselves in the Super Bowl right after that like it's just there's something about like something weird and I, and I don't even know if there is a connection to that but like literally everything was humming for the the Chiefs for it seemed like a couple of years up until that situation. And they, I don't know. I don't know why, but everything since then has just not looked like the chiefs before that. They also start three guys in their offensive line. Their center, right guard and right tackle are all rookies. They start three rookies. Um, one of them is the TCU uh, tackle uh, and Yang, uh, but they have three rookies in their offensive line. And all their problems are Patrick. I mean, there's, there, there's some plays where, Kelsey's wide open in the middle of the field, calling for the ball, and Patrick's kind of turning around. He's looking at pressure. Yeah, you know. So that's, oh, that's part of it. So, so Patrick's had problems, and Dak had problems. You know, Dak was pressured quite a bit today. You know, it wasn't very clean for Dak all day. And Dak, to me, did not. Obviously, you don't want Dak running at all, uh, right? Uh, on a on a day when he's coming off an injury, yeah, I don't want Dak running. But Dak, to me, looked um, can I say tender footed or a, a little ginger, if you will. But did you, did you see that? Was it, or am I making that up just because he's got a calf? Uh, I don't think that – I didn't really notice that as much as like anything that stood out to me. I actually thought he attempted multiple throws, especially even early in the game, that I was like, ah, if the calf was bothering him, he wouldn't have done that. I mean, early mm-hmm. on. So I didn't really notice it, but I guess if I, I, when fair. I go back and watch the game tomorrow, maybe I will. Um I just find it very hard to believe that if anybody on that staff who maybe sees him – he knew he didn't have Tyron there. Yeah, anybody on <laughs> that like, staff, I gotta get this thing out. Anybody on that staff who sees him all the time, I find it very hard to believe if they thought there was anything like that. 
uh, and I mean coaches, athletic trainers, everybody that they would ever let him go back out there for those last couple of series if there's something like that. I mean, if that is the case and that and they were like, yeah, it's fine, just let him go out there. I mean, that's bad. So I, I would hope that's not the case. I hope I hope they're not scared to tell him, no, you're not you're not playing these last series. Because otherwise, I can't think of any reason why the, he would have played those final two series. I hope McCarthy's I, 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 J- Garrett used to say that. He used to I say, mean, you go tell Jason Witten to come out of the game. It's like, dude, tell him to come out of the game. <laughs> well, look at what Mike dealt with his entire career. I mean, he dealt with Aaron Rodgers. That is not the easiest guy to talk to. Um, unless you want to go down some wormholes with him, and I, I'm good on that. Um, yeah, I think it's more about guys not wanting to admit that a game is out of hand or like, all right, guys, we'll get him next week, you know, when there's still eight minutes left in the game. I just don't think Dak would ever want to hear that. And then this is where, when it's 19 nothing again, late in the third quarter, this is not 1994 NFL mm-hmm. where a three-score game in the third quarter means the game's over. You know, in this league, a three-score game with seven minutes left, the game's still on. And to me, fourth and six – you weren't even you weren't you were close to midfield with there was 355 left in the third quarter fourth and six and the scores 19 nothing and you punted well to me that was your give up and to me let's get Cooper rush some reps and when they ran the offense back out there granted the wide receivers really weren't in there it was a lot of the backup wide receivers when they ran the offense back out there I was like wait so why didn't we just try and and Denver can't went and scored on you when he punted right there too you know and made it 27 nothing um, but that to me, Did y'all was ask like, McCarthy about that, John. What is that? I'm sorry. The, about the punt. Y'all asked him specifically about, about the punt and did he, uh, did y'all ask him about that after the game? The one about getting nothing. blocked? No, 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 no. No, no when they it's decided ni- to punt and, uh, on fourth third and sixth, quarter. And third quarter. It's third uh, quarter. You're, you're I, midfield I honestly, I honestly don't remember. I got into, um, uh, okay. Uh, McCarthy during his last two or three answers because we were talking to Jerry. My hunch, KT, what he would say is like, oh, if it was fourth and three, we would have gone for it. Fourth and five, maybe. But fourth and six, we didn't feel good about it. But I mean, what's two yards, really? At at midfield, too. I mean, you don't even have the excuse of we were on our own 35. Or we were on, you know, like it was midfield. And there was, again, there was about 20, there's a little under 20 minutes left in the game. And then you ran, and then they score. Once you punt it to him, it's twenty-seven nothing, and then you run the offense back out. Like to me, <laughs> that was insane. That was just insane. Like when you punted there, you gave up. Okay, yeah. or maybe you get a stop there, and maybe it didn't look as bad. But then you punt there, and they score. You gave up, and that's where I was like, "What the f is going on? Why?" Yeah, just let Cooper Rush play some more. Yeah, were we avoiding a, co- a quarterback controversy? No, just kidding. It's, like, just yeah, kidding. it's all or nothing, man. Give you know, it's give us the full throttle or not or or first gear. Uh, that's it. Don't 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 be uh, I don't know. Be crazy with it. I don't like this up and down coaching. I like consistency. That's what we've lacked here for so long. We we need. If I were going to teach a class about this game in college, the class would be called "Lessons Learned When You Play with Your Food." Ah, I like it. Well. Well, we know it wasn't good, and uh, you know, what are you going to do? Get him next time, and that's what we'll do. Falcons, Cowboys, next week, we will have a midweek podcast getting you ready for that game and also letting you know the latest on the Cowboys injuries, 
news and notes. Obviously, the coordinators are talked to. So, yeah, maybe Kate Keller will get asked about that TCU job. So there's some more things that we can talk about. Um, anything else, John, Kent, that you guys want to get to before we get the heck out? No, we mentioned The Undertaker. I'm good. I'm good as John, well. John, in one word, describe that game. Shit show, one word. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. Put a hyphen. Um, Hyphenate it. Disappointing. I'm very disappointed. No, I don't be disappointed. Just shake it off. I'll try. See you next time. It's been about them Cowboys. Love you. Y'all stay Corona free, all right? And God bless. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.